The reading today can be found on page 1027 in the Church Bible. Luke chapter 2, beginning at first 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Shirley. Uh, in a moment, Sue's going to come up and um, just talk to us. Um, before she comes up, perhaps we can just, just pray for Sue. Dear Father God, we just thank you for Sue and thank you that she stepped up uh, to speak to us today, and we pray that her words will be your words. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Sue. Okay. I think I'm on. Can you all hear me? going to begin by listening to a song. Is it quiet? Yeah. Is it be quiet? I am on. Is that one better? Is this one better? Is that better? Can you, can you hear me? Yeah? Okay. I'm going to begin with a song.
that's one of my favourite Christmas songs. It's slushy and romantic and seems to capture what is for many people the ideal Christmas. The sort of Christmas that's featured in the old Hollywood films from the 40s and 50s. Being at home with loved ones, snow outside, a blazing log fire, presents under the tree and mistletoe. I wonder what your ideal Christmas is. Ian and I love being at home at Christmas on our own. On Christmas Eve, I usually visit Ruth, my oldest friend, to exchange presents. I listen to carols from King's College and I prepare a special meal. Then we go to the midnight service, which is one of my highlights of the year. I get very excited. Sorry. Get very excited as midnight draws nearer. After this, we tend to go into hibernation until New Year's Eve. Our ideal Christmas is being together, reading, watching soppy films, going for walks, and generally relaxing. The theme for today is coming home for Christmas, which is strange, because if we look at the Christmas story, many of the main characters were called to leave their homes to take part in the events of the first Christmas. Today's reading focuses on Mary and Joseph. Could we have the first slide? Got Mary and Joseph there. They were ordered to travel from their home in Nazareth to Joseph's hometown of Bethlehem in Judea to take part in a census. This was a distance of some 80 miles. The account in Luke's Gospel is very matter-of-fact, but the journey must have been incredibly stressful for Mary, who was heavenly pregnant. Many pictures show her travelling by donkey, but in reality they may well have walked, because they would have been too poor to have owned a donkey. Either way, it would have been a very uncomfortable journey for a woman nearing the end of her first pregnancy. I have a friend who is pregnant with her third child. The baby is due to be born any time now. And for the last couple of months, she's been waddling, complaining of back pain and lack of sleep because she needs the loo every couple of hours. I'm sure that she would have complained bitterly if she was ordered by the government to travel 80 miles to take part in a census. But Mary went with Joseph. We don't know whether she complained or not, but I like to think that she had a bit of a moan. <laughs> and then we all know what happened when they got to Bethlehem. There was nowhere for them to stay. And she gave birth to Jesus in a stable. Then there were the shepherds. Can we have the next slide? And I'll see if I can find my shepherds. Oops. I don't know whether they're all going to stand up. What a night the shepherds had. 
It began as just another ordinary night on the hillside above Bethlehem, where they were tending their sheep. I imagine that it was quiet and peaceful, with just the occasional bah of the sheep disturbing the tranquility. When suddenly there was a brightness in the sky, as an angel appeared and told them to go down to Bethlehem to see the Saviour who had been born that night. The next moment, the whole sky was full of angels singing glory to God. The Gospel writer Luke says that the shepherds were terribly frightened. I bet they were. But when the angels had gone back to heaven, they left their home on the hillside and their flocks and went down to Bethlehem to see the baby Jesus. And when they got back, they told everyone what they had seen. And I'm sure that the shepherds never forgot the events of that night. The next visitors to Jesus were the wise men. So can we have the next slide? I might need your magic, Andy. to visit Jesus. We don't know much about them. Matthew's Gospel tells us that they came from the East. They brought gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and they were probably astrologers. They studied the night sky and it was a star that led them to Bethlehem. There's a lovely joke which says that if the wise men had been wise women they would have arrived on time, asked for directions, brought sensible gifts and a sausage casserole, <laughs> and cleaned the stable before they left. But let's get back to the wise men in the story. There was a cost for them in going to see Jesus, a material cost in the gifts they gave him, a cost in their time and it's generally believed that their journey took them about 18 months, and also a personal cost in time, terms of their safety. Undertaking a journey of this magnitude would have been extremely dangerous, and they narrowly missed being killed by King Herod when God warned them in a dream to return home by another route. Yet despite this cost, Matthew says that when they saw the baby Jesus, they bowed down and worshipped him. Can we have the next slide, please? If the wise men were a long way from home, Jesus was even further from home. As I've got older, I realise more and more what an incredible thing the birth of Jesus was. Philippians 2, verses 6 and 7 says, Though he was God, he did not demand and cling to his rights as God. He made himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared in human form. <coughs> Jesus gave up everything when he became a human being. 
he had always been with his father. He was born as a helpless baby. Have you ever thought how risky this plan was? Not only did it depend upon Mary agreeing to carry Jesus, but giving birth in the first century was not a piece of cake. Even now, with all our modern facilities, things can go wrong. So giving birth in a stable with only the minimum of help would have been extremely dangerous. Then, as Jesus grew up, there were all the childhood illnesses that we take for granted now, but killed many children until quite recently. Jesus also survived several attempts by Herod to kill him. Matthew's account of the Christmas story says that Joseph was warned in a dream to take Mary and Jesus to Egypt to escape from Herod and to stay there until it was safe to return home to Nazareth. Yet Jesus was prepared to take the risk and because he did, he knows what it's like to be human. The TLC group, the ladies group that meet on Tuesday, have been grappling with the book of Hebrews. And in Hebrews 4, verse 14, it says that we have a great high priest who has gone to heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us cling to him and never stop trusting him. This high priest understands all our weaknesses and we will find grace to help us when we need it. What a promise. How about us? as we approach another Christmas. Are you looking forward to spending it at home with friends and family? Will you be on your own at home? Will you, like the characters in the Christmas story, be travelling to spend it with friends or family? Advent is a time of preparation for Christmas, but it's also a time to remind ourselves that Jesus is coming back to earth not as a helpless baby, but as Lord, King and Judge of all. When he returns, he will make a new heaven and a new earth, and all those who know and love him will live with him forever. We are citizens of heaven. It's our real home. Revelation 21 describes it like this. Look. The home of God is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. He will remove all their sorrows and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. For the old world and its evils are gone forever. So as we approach Christmas, this is something to celebrate but I believe that there's also a challenge for us. Could we have the last slide? Here I have a snow globe. Now to get the snow globe to work, you have to turn it upside down and give it a shake. And I believe that Jesus came into this world to give it a shake, to turn it upside down, which is actually the right way up. Everything Jesus did was about bringing heaven to earth and he still wants to do that today. But the only way he can do it is through us. 
Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, and the wise men all had their worlds turned upside down by Jesus that first Christmas. So I'm going to end by playing another song called Welcome to Our World. And I invite you to use it as a prayer. Are, are we prepared to let him turn our worlds upside down this Christmas? It may be costly, it may be uncomfortable, it may be risky, but it will be worth it because Jesus has promised to, never to leave us. And he believes that we can do amazing things if we say yes to him. Things that will continue to bring heaven to earth. So will we say yes to him this Christmas and into 2011? i